Our text this evening is found in 1 Peter, the first chapter, and I will read verses 3 through 5. It says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. I have been considering for about a week now, being kept by the power of God. Five days ago, I celebrated my 40th spiritual birthday. And so I can say I deeply appreciate the keeping power of God. We live in a a world that uh, is increasingly concerned with when it comes to power, sustainability, renewable resources. It seems uh, all the time we read of uh, the challenges of moving from fossil fuels to alternative sources. In fact, I saw an article just a couple days ago about a man who wanted to look into an EV vehicle and decided to rent one and drive it I believe from Chicago to New York, to test it out. He was told that there would only be about a three-hour difference. His experience convinced him not to buy an electric vehicle. My experience is with a cordless blower. Now when it's time for me to blow the leaves at my house, I immediately consider if I have enough power in the battery. So I have to look at where my leaves are and where I want to blow first because I'm never sure if I'm going to have enough power, if there's enough there that I can finish the job. But it's not that way when it comes to the power of God. At the Great Commission the Lord let his disciples know that all power had been given to him in heaven and in earth. In Mark's gospel, it records following the Great Commission. It says, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. Later, John the Revelator on the Isle of Patmos, was in the Spirit. In the fourth and fifth chapter, he was taken up into heaven. The fourth chapter records him seeing God upon his throne. And then in the fifth chapter, the thirteenth verse, all creation, heaven, earth, says even under the earth, declared blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne 
and unto the Lamb forever and ever. So we can see the power given to Christ was and is and always will reside with him. This was 60, 70 years after John had heard the great commission. So for Peter to write that we are kept by the power of God through faith, it was something that he had experienced, something that he believed. He was led of the Holy Spirit to write that. We have to be kept by the power through believing in God and having faith in his word. I'll tell you a story of another blower. My son-in-law Milo told me about a week ago that he was at our son Johnny's house and they'd been working on his deck and it was time to clean up. And so he asked him if he had a blower and he said, yes, I, I bought one recently, but it, it doesn't work. It hardly blows at all. And so Milo said he went and he grabbed it and uh, this was corded. He plugged it in and he said, yes, it was worthless. Would hardly blow. And so they really got curious about it and looked it over and what they discovered was there was plastic shoved way down into the tube. Well, they pulled that out and the, the blower worked just fine. Made me think about those quick start guides that you, you get when you buy equipment. Uh, it pays to read them. Sometimes you can uh, prevent a lot of problems. And I was thinking about that when it comes to us and, and, and accessing properly the power of God. A good quick start guide is, I believe, James chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. It says this, He giveth more grace. We need God's grace. Wherefore, He hath... He saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Of course, grace is the unmerited favor of God upon our life. We, we need grace. We need grace as a sinner. Titus wrote, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. It's God's grace extended to us that, that calls us to salvation. So if somebody resists, if they have pride, of course, they are not in a place where they can receive salvation. But also we have to recognize that uh, the enemy would like to uh, slip pride into our life. And we have to understand that uh, to have the grace of God means we have to walk humbly before him. Paul wrote to the Corinthians concerning a, a thorn he had in the flesh. Uh, some think this was a physical problem. Others, uh, maybe somebody who had caused him 
much sorrow and grief. But pride would have you look out for number one, to become very self-centered. And Paul recognized that he sought the Lord for this. And I think it means when he sought the Lord, he really spent time seeking God to to be delivered of this thorn in the flesh. He did that three times. But the Lord finally told Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. For us to access the grace and the power of God, we have to realize that when it comes to the spiritual things, these are things that we cannot do on our own. We need God to do them for us. If we want to get closer to God and receive from God, we want to get our experiences from God, we have to humble ourselves and look to come God's way. Paul then went on to say, understanding then how this worked in his heart and his life, he says, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He said, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. Do you and I? In reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Now, as much as we dislike it, I would dare say all of us, and I could say after 40 years, that you look back at your walk with the Lord, and you know those times that you grow spiritually. You know those times that led you to draw closer to God. We heard a wonderful testimony from Brother Larry and his daughter, Sister Jennifer, tonight. It's those times when we're afflicted and we have problems and we go through trials. Yes, we're weak. We don't know what to do. But God shows Himself strong on our behalf because it allows His power to work in our life. James 4.7 then says that we are to submit ourselves to God to resist the devil and he will flee from us. Now, submit here literally means to line up under. So this was a, a term used for soldiers. Soldiers know how to line up under authority. So we're to submit ourselves to God, to come under His authority. A soldier lines up. And guess what? I talked to my son about this when he was in the army. Because when we went out there to see them at their graduation from boot camp, they had been lined up for three hours, waiting 
He, to be given an instruction, to be given an order. So they line up and they wait for that command and for that instruction. Romans 10.17 says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we are kept by the power of God through faith. A good soldier waits to hear those instructions. We need to hear God's Word so that we can understand God's instructions. That helps us uh, to increase our faith and understand that God is always going to lead us in the the right way. If we do not take then the the proper time to cultivate a, a habit of being in God's Word, then it gives the, the enemy the ability to maybe divert our attention, to get our priorities shifted onto the wrong things. In the parable of the sower and the seed, our, our Lord said that the seeds that fell among the thorns were like the word having to compete against the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. It's like that plastic being shoved down in that blower. It was having to try to compete against something that was blocking it. Well, it said in that parable that it choked the Word. Well, if we get our attention onto other things, it, it, it chokes the power of God from working in our, our life. As we hear God's Word through our personal devotions, Sunday school or Bible studies, sermons, teachings, God's Word has the ability to take root in our heart and then we're able to grow in the grace of God. We are able to submit, to learn to come under His Word and His authority. Our faith increases. And you know, the devil can't take that. No, as we draw close to God in His Word, uh, he, he has to flee. He has no answer for God's Word. And He'll have no answer for it as it is rooted in our our heart. And then finally, James chapter 4, verse 8, instructs us to draw nigh to God and He will draw nigh to you. Well, if we want to be kept by the power of God through faith, then we need to continually seek God's face in prayer. That's where we're going to find the answer. That's where we're going to obtain grace and strength to help in our time of need. 
We want to be like Enoch. Enoch walked with God. It didn't stop. Didn't just do it at times. But it was a continual walk. It was a continual drawing closer to God, drawing closer to God until one day God just took him. And that's what we want to be doing as we look toward the rapture of the church. Just drawing nearer to God, nearer to God, and and you're not going to have to worry or wonder uh, like many that, when is that day going to be and what's going to happen? What are the signs? No. You don't have to worry. You just continually draw closer to God and, and someday just like Enoch, we too will be translated. I have to say I was... Uh, personally blessed the, the last few months to hear uh, Brother Kenny Cripps testify about being saved 40 years and then later to hear Brother Dwayne Wilson testify to being saved 40 years because it reminded me that just in a couple of months I'll be able to share that same testimony I think we all, the three of us, we came from completely different backgrounds, came into this wonderful gospel, and have been kept by the power of God through faith. You can prove the gospel. Think how Brother Dwayne likes to say in his testimony, the power of God is real. And it is, you, you can prove it. You wonder about what the power of God is like here tonight? Let me tell you, it's no different tonight than it was on the day of Pentecost. I believe it. God's power is not diminished one bit. But it's here tonight. If you're not saved, God can change your life. And you'll find that God will keep you. If you're not sanctified, God can sanctify you tonight. His power has not diminished one bit. If you want to be filled with the Spirit, you can have a Pentecost here tonight because the power of God that swept through that upper room like a rushing mighty wind, that power has not changed. God wants to sweep through here tonight. I believe it. I believe it. Because after 40 years, I can tell you that the gospel is brighter. The power somehow feels greater. That's because God continues to strengthen your faith. God bless each one of you. We're going to have an opportunity to pray. Come, take advantage of the power of God here tonight. The song's 198.